0: Welcome into another episode of Dad's In Time Out. It's your host, Jesse Williams. It's the second time I've tried to do this today, but I was dumb and I didn't hit the record on the YouTube or on the video camera on my phone. So today we have a bunch to get into. I have been gone for way too long. Listen, guys, summer times, it's hard. My kid wants to be outside. There's not a lot going on. Not a huge tennis fan, not a huge golf fan. Um, baseball is in the dog days, but now we're getting close to the pennant races. And so there might be a little bit to talk about there, but it's September. So you know what time it is. It is football season. And as you can see, we have a Barry Sanders jersey draped across the couch. We have a little bit of a new setup. I'm trying this out um it's a little uncomfortable my couch is not as high as i would like it to be but i've got the jordan hat in the back for all you people who say i hate michael jordan i've got the cavaliers championship hat which is actually the Kyrie irving edition because i didn't have lebron a pittsburgh pirates hat because you know that was my first baseball team that i abandoned back in 1992. if you want to know about that go check out my old episode i think it's called uh Reintroducing the outlaw or something like that. I go through my whole sports spill on that. So we are a minute and 17 seconds in. Let's get into it. Shout out to everyone that has supported me. I promise you, it is NFL season. I will be more active, family permitting. I've been spending a lot more time with my son, which is a great thing, but also. Trying to juggle that with working full-time and, you know, being able to relax every once in a while. College football expansion. No, not talking about conferences. We're talking about playoffs. And so the playoff expansion is here. Well, it's not here, but it's set. So they're going to move to 12 teams. And there's going to be the top six conference champions that are ranked, right? So whoever's ranked the highest six conference champions will get an automatic berth. And it'll be six at-large bids. There will be the top four teams will get a bye. We'll talk about that in a minute. And so I have mixed feelings about this. And listen, Joel Klatt covered this, and he's of the opinion that this is a great thing. It gets more exposure. And I think he made some really good points. Joel Klatt on FS1, Fox Sports 1. He's probably the best college football analyst out there. He actually does a college football podcast. I listened to it today. It's really good. Because I don't have time to cover every single college team basketball or football and so i like to stay in the know and not sound like an idiot i did get to watch a couple of games this weekend but let's get back to the college football expansion what does this mean this means that the days of only having four teams in the playoff is gone obviously because that's basic math but what does this mean for the actual health of the sport is this going to change anything because the problem with the college football playoff has been We've had really good national championship games for the most part, but we've had really bad blowout games in the semifinal round. Last year was a great example. Georgia stomped Michigan. Alabama stomped Cincinnati. Kudos for Cincinnati to get there, but it's like, okay, you were the fourth best team in the country. Where are you? Were you not? Now, I think it's good because it at least gives the illusion that 12 teams have a shot to win the national champions. It gets more football. But that can also be a bad thing are we gonna now shorten the regular season and yes it does make conference championship games more important than before because well because of the buy situation right like but now it also says okay you could lose your conference championship game let's say you're georgia and you have one loss in the regular season and you have two losses now you're probably still in because who's doing the rankings who, who's who is deciding who these best teams in the country are and so now you're gonna get, but here's the thing: like what, ha, like, and I like how they did it. By it's not just an automatic Power Five bid, right? So let's say that like you win, and and here's the issue though. So what's gonna happen if somebody wins the ACC, but they're a four-loss team? And what I mean by that is like, so let's say Clemson and uh, Pitt. I'm just throwing two teams out there. So let's say. Pitt is 8-4, and and Clemson is 12-0. Well, Clemson loses that game, and now they're 12-1, so they're going to get in as an at-large team. But now Pitt might not be one of the top 12-ranked teams in the country, so now the ACC, yeah, they get their team in, but that conference champion doesn't get in. Or do they get in? Are they going to overrank some of these Power 5 conferences to try to, revenue and all that right like i'm not accusing anybody on any committee because the thing is with college sports is that it's not a clear-cut thing like it's not like okay you win your conference you're in like at least in basketball if you win your conference tournament you're in the championship and then if you won your conference and you had a really good season but you don't win the tournament there's like 67 teams now or 68 teams i don't remember they, they, they keep expanding it they're gonna be in But, like, the Pac-12 is interesting. So, but I I think I lean more toward this is good because I like more football. But I also think that you're going to see a lot of teams getting schlacked. Now, on the recruiting tip, here's the thing. Like, we got a whole bunch of coaches fired out here for, like, not winning national championships and not getting into playoffs, a.k.a. less miles. Like, and so now we're going to judge coaches differently because we're going to be like, oh, well, you got to the college football playoff. Yeah, you were like an 11th seed. And then the next year you were an 8th seed. So you're still losing the same amount of games you were losing. But now you're getting an opportunity to play in a postseason. And are, are, are certain schools going to judge that differently? And maybe this is a good thing that maybe you will keep your coach longer who might actually be a good coach. Not saying that was Les Miles. I'm just using him as an example. Or it's going to be bad as you might keep – underachieving coach longer because you have that achievement of making the college football national playoff now for the players it's 100 percent awesome like it's great that they get to play in the postseason recruiting maybe it'll widen the base but as long as Alabama Georgia Clemson I know Clemson was down last year but let's not forget they went to like four national championship games or something ridiculous like that and Yeah, yeah, because they won two and lost two. So they've been the four national championship games. Like, people are still going to go to these top-tier programs. Ohio State's usually in the mix. So I think that college football expansion is a good thing. I'm just not sure if – I don't know if this is going to change any of the results, but I'm not a college football wizard. So, yeah, there's that. Um, We've beat that drum. Now, I want to talk about the college football opening weekend. So they trick us every year, right? So there's a week zero. And that's where you get some of your lower-level schools, which I think is great because it gives those teams exposure. They're not going to get the rest of the year unless they play one of your teams and you have, like, the SEC Plus or the ACC Network or something like that. So now these teams get exposure. And then a couple of, like, the lower-tier, like, Power 5 teams, like Nebraska, will play, and you'll be able to see them play and then – but then, but then you get to week one, which Vanderbilt's already played two games in week one, so that's that's weird. But now you have what they call like the real week one, and, and they throw you a couple of bones, right? So we had Arkansas versus Cincinnati. I'm an Arkansas fan. That actually ended up being a really good game. Both teams are flawed, but it was an interesting game. Then you got Florida and Utah. Did not get to see that game. Sorry, I was watching my kid. I did get to see some like random games like BC and Boston College and Rutgers, which actually ended up being very entertaining, ECU and North Carolina State. But then you got like the I watched a couple of minutes of that Georgia Oregon game, and I was and then I saw that Bo Nix was the quarterback, and I was just like, this is not going to end well. I mean, he was getting killed by Georgia. Now maybe it goes well in the Pack Twelve. But I was like, this is not going to go well against Georgia. Georgia stomped a mud hole in that team. Um, and it's funny because the defensive coordinator from last year for Georgia is now the Oregon head coach. And Oregon is just like – or Georgia was just like, yeah, we're just better than you guys. Um, Florida beating Utah. Shout out to Steven Bostic. Shout out to Adam Franklin. I feel like there's another Florida fan that I'm missing out here. Um, but um, – Maybe Matthew Plants. I know you're from Florida. Are you a Gators fan? Hit me up. I can't remember if you're Florida or Florida State. Um, Speaking of Florida State, they beat LSU last night. This is being recorded on September 5th, which is a Monday. So that was a Sunday night primetime game, which is weird. Why is Clemson playing on a Monday? I'm scatterbrained. That just popped in my head. But... Clemson-Georgia Tech, automatic ACC matchup, first one of the year for them. And so you got some games. I know there's some that I'm missing because then you had like Alabama playing Utah State. And there was a bunch of games on. Um, I know there's a game I'm missing. No, I think I think that's pretty much what I wanted to cover on that. So college football is exciting. I'm going to watch it every weekend when I can. I just realized something really irritating. And it's, this is no shot at my boss or my job or anything like that. But I just realized that except for the weekends I have drill, or luckily this past Saturday when I had to watch my son because my – The child, the mother of my child, um, had a friend that was having a birthday and she wanted to go hang out with her. And I'm like, sure, I'll spend all day with my kid. And then he fell asleep. I put on football. He woke up. I kept football on. I kept him entertained. I taught him how to call the hogs, woo, pig, suey, all that. We're not going to do that right now. But, um, and then he was doing this funny thing where, like, I'd be like, first down. He'd be like, ah. And I'd be like, first down. He'd be like, ah. So I don't think he knows what a first down is, but it was incredible to like hold my son watching football and then of course we had to put like the disney movies on the shreks of the world the hotel transylvanias listen man um some of these kids movies are off the chain i just want y'all to know that um like i said i'm scatterbrained but man like hotel transylvania all them movies are good the despicable me despicable me movies i can't speak today the uh um, seeing movies are really good the first one better than the second one anyways I digress so that's our college football talk I gave you 10 minutes and 34 seconds of it there will be more once the schedule and the season start to pick up because the the preseason rankings like I don't really put any stock into them like because the the players change every year and so like I want to see a couple games like Arkansas was ranked... I'm an Arkansas fan, right? And they were ranked 19th, and I was overreacting, and my buddy was like, chill, bro, it's the first drive. But I already see some issues with the team. But, like, the quarterback really came out here, made some plays. K.J. Jefferson, shout him out. Like, that dude is a gamer. That dude is way better than I thought he would be when we recruited him. He works hard. He is a leader on that team. like, And he played really well, Like, he and he's a big dude that can run. So it was just interesting. And Cincinnati is going to be better than a lot of people thought. So there you go. I gave you 11 minutes and 23 seconds of that topic. So let's move into the NFL. So here's what we're going to do. I have been trying to – one of the reasons I haven't done this podcast is I got tired of talking about Kevin Durant. We're going to talk about Kevin Durant. I got tired of talking about Kyrie. We're going to talk about Kyrie. But the real reason was, besides it being summer, is I have been trying to make my NFL picks now for like three weeks. And some of these divisions were really easy. I was like, boom, 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 boom. And some of them I'm just like, bro, I'm going to be wrong. I don't care. This is my gut feeling. And so, and I'm going to tell you who I think makes the playoffs. I didn't do a bracket, but I picked seven teams from each conference, and then I'm picking a Super Bowl matchup and a Super Bowl winner. And so, and I'm going to go division by division and give you a little bit of what I think about each team in like a short snippet, not like a three-word thing like Colin does, but I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm a little stopped up, so I apologize Actually, for sorry to the audio people, but YouTube, you'll see. I'm going to take a drink of water, H2O. Really good recipe, by the way. Um, Creative design. um, God, right? All that. I had to throw that in there. Um, God did amazing when he designed the universe and gave us water that we can drink it and then we need it to live. Anyways, so let's start in the AFC. The AFC East, I have pretty easily, hands down i'm pretty confident about this except for maybe two and three so number one buffalo they're by far have the best quarterback in the division i think they have the second best coach but currently coaching like how they're coaching now i would take sean mcdermott over bill belichick like for this season not all time of course that's ridiculous but bill Be- we'll get to bill belichick so buffalo you got stefan diggs you got Gabriel, the receiver, you've got Knox, the tight end, you got Josh Allen, they were like 13 seconds away, and this is what scares me about Buffalo, is they're so talented, I think they just got Von Miller too, so there's, and and listen, I don't know all the defensive guys' names, I didn't look up like rankings and all that like they used to do back in the day, I'm gonna give you what I know. I know Buffalo's really talented. I know they've been in the playoffs the last couple years, and I also know that you can't let Patrick Mahomes score in 13 seconds. Like, you literally could have just put like everybody in front of the end zone and been like, they're not gonna score. I don't know. Like, I'm not a DB coach, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but Buffalo is loaded. They should easily win this division, but they're gonna play a first place schedule that kind of worries me because they're gonna they're gonna open up against the Rams. And so I still like Buffalo to win this division and make the playoffs. Miami, I have second. Listen, I know that Tua hasn't been a great quarterback, but with all the weapons they got him, that defensive talent that they have that I'm not sure played well. They were really bad last year against Ryan Flores, but they played hard. I know nothing about this Mike McDaniel head coach dude. If that's even his this first name, I'm really bad with names. But McDaniel, the new coach in Miami, they got Tua Tyreek Hill. He's got Gasecki, They got him... Um, Cedric Wilson Jr. from the Cowboys, who's really underrated slot receiver. They got... There, there's another receiver I'm forgetting. Oh, oh, Jalen Waddle out of, out of uh, Miami. And then they got Gasecki, the tight end. Chase Edmonds in the backfield, along with whatever other running backs they had, because I always forget who they have. But Miami looks like they could be poised, but I don't have... I have them second. I don't have them making the playoffs, but they could be a playoff team. It'll just depend on the schedule like so whenever I pick teams it's hard to decide because I could have literally gone through like every game of the NFL schedule to make sure the records matched up that's why I'm not giving you record predictions because a lot of times people do that and it's like well like if you actually played the schedule out that's not possible like you can't like and, and, and it's not their fault it's just something I've realized over time that it's like hey like so many of these teams play each other that it's difficult you can do that in college football you just have to make sure that like your conference schedules don't conflict with each other but yes Um, I have New England finishing third. I have no idea what in God's green earth New England is doing. Like, I don't know. Is this Belichick saying I'm smarter than everybody? Is this Belichick just being smarter than everybody? Like, you have defensive guys and special teams running the offense. Like, you don't have an offensive coordinator. Like, your defense wasn't great last year, but Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. Mac Jones has to be frustrated. I feel like I'm regurgitating a lot of talk that I've heard on TV, but I agree with it all. Like, I have no idea... What in the world the New England Patriots are doing? Um, their best receivers are like that Bourne guy, and then they have um, Ramad Stevenson in the backfield. I think they still have Damian Harris. They also have Nelson Aguilar and Devontae Parker as their top two receivers, and I'm not sure either one of those guys. Actually, I don't think either one of those guys is a number one. Nelson Aguilar has had a really disappointing career, um, and – Who's the other guy I just said? Uh Devontae Parker. I mean, he was always an okay receiver, but I felt like I had him in fantasy one year, and I guess maybe that still stings, but I just, we'll see. Maybe they'll pull a rabbit out of the hat, but I have him finishing third, which will be interesting when we get to the coaching conversation here, a later, here, here in a little bit. So, um, and then finishing last, the New York Jets. I know that they've had really good drafts, but who's their best receiver? Like, is it a... Man, I don't even... I should have done a little more research, but I know they have a receiver. I can't remember his name. I think it's Moore, um, E. Moore. Someone help me out here. But Zach Wilson's hurt. Joe Flacco's playing week one. And just in that division, I don't know how good Zach Wilson is, and a lot of this is based on the quarterback. Um, So I'll just have to wait and see. Um, I think they still have Corey Davis, if I'm not mistaken, but Corey Davis has been really disappointing. Or maybe he was just over... Oh, here we go. Sorry. Um, the audio got paused on my, um, Spotify, oh, my, on my, on my audacity program. I apologize, but we are good. Um, hopefully this all records. Um, gosh darn it. This might just be a YouTube special. And so, or I'll just have to do two clips. So anyways, um, we're back. If you're listening to this on Spotify, if it doesn't upload all the way, I sincerely apologize. Something happened. I hit something on my program i apologize to the youtube listeners anyways so yeah i don't think the jets will be great but i think they'll be better um i don't know what to make of robert sala uh I, he got crushed after his first year but let's see what happens um let's go to the division that my team resides in the afc north i have cincinnati one joe burrows a beast t higgins jamar chase joe mixon weapons everywhere they have a new tight end but i don't think that'll matter the defense i think it's a lot of talent, and they upgraded the offensive line. I think Cincinnati just wins that division. I think they have the best quarterback in the division as a pure passer, and I'm just i I'm just picking Cincinnati to win the division, um, which is weird because I used to really, really despise the Bengals, but like this version of the Bengals, I don't really have – I like all their players. Now, I don't root for them, but I like Jamar Chase. I like Joe Burrow, and I like um, – who's the other dude? T. Higgins. I, I think T. Higgins is purely – underrated like tyler boyd's their third receiver and so that bodes well for them because i think that's perfect for him so he's gonna throw the ball everywhere if they can protect him watch out for cincinnati i've got baltimore finishing second in the division and making the playoffs listen they were so injured last year it was ridiculous like all their running backs got hurt defenders got hurt lamar got hurt lamar still needs a contract listen if, if lamar lamar has shown that outside noise does not bother him he just plays now he's going to have to improve on the intermediate route stuff like we know he can throw the ball down the field but like he's gonna have to consistently prove now he 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 is a quarterback one like they designed their entire offense around him which is why i'm conflicted with them because is it that they just suck at getting receivers because they sucked at getting receivers before him right like okay so they had hollywood brown now he's gone like aj or yeah they had hollywood brown right um so not aj brown but marquise brown right i always get all the browns mixed up um like last name browns right so like not antonio but i always get marquise and aj brown mixed up but yeah aj brown is in um arizona um because tennessee's a bunch of idiots anyways so they lost hollywood brown rashad bateman is supposed to be this really good receiver but They've won without having these receivers before, and I have them making the playoffs. I just think that John Harbaugh. Remember when they were going to get rid of John Harbaugh, like, and then Lamar popped, and then they were okay. And and like, I was, I pretty sure I'm, I'm on record. On the Dads in Timeout show, or the Outlaw Sports show, or any of them shows I've been on that are on Spotify, Google, and all that, of saying that like that would be the dumbest thing they could ever do is to get rid of John Harbaugh. I think he coaches there until he wants to leave. I just think that that situation has been pretty dang consistent since 2008. I have my Steelers finishing third and not making the playoffs. Listen, the offensive line, from what I have seen and heard and read, is atrocious. I don't know if they can stop the run, we'll see. That was weird, they don't usually struggle with the run, so I don't know if they were overselling or just bad technique, but they still have the reigning defensive player of the year in TJ Watt, they have Cam Hayward, they have they added Miles Jack, they've got, they got Spillane, they, they've got players on this roster that can really play defense. On the offensive side of the ball, listen they struggled to run the ball now since ever since Le'Veon Bell left they can say what they want James Conner had that one really kind of good year but the yards per carry dropped off and then um, Najee Harris I mean shoot if if they can't block I mean he's gonna have to do everything he has been a people are really high on him in fantasy and listen I'm a Steelers fan I hope he does great I would have picked him but he was never available when I wanted to pick him. And then nobody will trade him to me. Speaking of pickings, um, George Pickens, oh my gosh, that dude looks like he's going to be a monster. Everyone's already said it, but I've been telling y'all for years, Pittsburgh does the best at drafting wide receivers in the NFL. Maybe them, um, Minnesota does a good job, and then Cincinnati's hit on a lot also. If you if you go back and look at how many good receivers Cincinnati's had over the years, they always have a stable of them, right? Right. Now who's going to start at quarterback? Probably Mitch Trubisky. Um, I, I we're probably going to see Kenny Pickett before long. I guess the hand size hasn't been an issue, but we'll see. He they both had really good preseasons in games. I don't I don't care about what goes on in practice because I'm not a coach and I don't have sources and I can't verify that information. So, but I I, I guess the real question is: Is Mike Tomlin going to have his first losing season? The schedule is tough early. It gets light, but I just. This is one of those years as a Steelers fan that I'm like, all right, so we're not going to win the Super Bowl. So maybe it's just one of those years where I can be like, all right, like right, let's just see what we have. Let's see if we can build something. Big Ben has been there since my freshman year in college, which was 2004. I was 20 years old. Like That's how long that dude was the quarterback. And then he he had the one year where he was out because of the elbow and all that. I pointed at my elbow. I know you Spotify or Google or Apple listeners can't see that. I really hope that this podcast didn't mess up on the audio side, but if not, then we've got the YouTube channel and you can all watch it on YouTube for free. All right. So Cleveland, I have been finishing last Deshaun Watson's out 11 games. I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson anymore. The rest of that team is really talented um, we'll see how good of a coach Kevin Stefanski is. I think he's a good coach. I don't, I don't think he was the problem with the whole Baker Mayfield situation. I just think that Baker's time had run its course. But they're starting Jacoby Brissett. And I know that it's not nice to say bad things about Jacoby Brissett for some reason. But the guy is average to below average. And he was horrible last year. Um, I, supposedly he's a really great guy. Cool. But you're you're paid to win games. Like Colt McCoy seems to be a really good guy too. You don't want him starting for your football team. So... Um, Moving to the AFC uh, South, I have Indianapolis winning this division. It's not even a question, mainly because they don't have to play the first place schedule that Tennessee does. Tennessee's schedule is ridiculous. Go look it up. Like you, you, you can do some work here too. So um, Indianapolis added Matt Ryan. They still have Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. Now their receiving core is not as deep, but they have um, Hines, the backup running back. Their defense should be fine. They just they have that here's my question with them is they folded so bad last year was that all carson wins or is that like a whole team thing right they've got the crazy owner ursay who really really wants to win which i respect that but go look up some jim ursay stories um yeah he, he seems to be kind of cocky cuckoo cuckoo cuckoo, cuckoo. Uh, hotel transylvania shout out so i just have indianapolis i think they have the best quarterback in the division i think that they're the most stable team Tennessee, I'm just off the Ryan Tannehill thing. I really am. Um, I haven't finished in a second, not making the playoffs. Sorry, Vu, I could be wrong. I'm not hating on the Titans. They lost their best receiver. Derrick Henry got hurt last year. Is And now, now Derrick Henry has been amazing. Now, is this the year where Derrick Henry starts to decline? I don't know. I'm not going to predict it. But... A lot of that team, I think they overachieved last year, and then they lost in the playoffs. And Tannehill threw a bunch of interceptions. Like I just, I don't think the schedule. Just go look at their schedule, bro. It is ridiculous. Like, um, so I have them finishing second, but I still think they have a good coach. Um, now Malik Willis is exciting. I would love to see him play this year. I don't know if he's ready. I actually kind of wanted him in Pittsburgh. Like he's just he's coming out of Liberty. He's he, dude's got a cannon and he's athletic and he can run and he's just seems to be like he had a really good preseason I, I just want to see him because he's exciting to watch um so shout out to Malik Willis Jacksonville I have him finishing third not making the playoffs obviously because the team in front of him didn't make the playoffs but I do think they're going to be better listen the Urban Meyer stuff was so ridiculously crazy I know I already covered it in other podcasts but like you kicking the kicker like what is what, what's wrong with that dude bro And they just looked, like, out of sorts last year. They added Christian Kirk. They uh, Travis Etienne's coming back. James Robinson was actually a good running back when he wasn't fumbling the ball last year. I know they added some other receivers. I know DJ Chark went to um, Detroit, and then they also lost that Chenault, whatever. How do you pronounce his name? I know they just traded him. Um, So I just think that a year of stability for Trevor Lawrence's development. Because, I mean, they, they were saying this dude is the best quarterback prospect, like, since andrew luck like they were saying that he's the the real deal and in college he proved it like he was good now he's tall has a tendency that he can overthrow some receivers but trevor lawrence like he can't be this bad and if he is as bad then i guess all the scouts are wrong and but i just think he's made of the right stuff i just think that they're not gonna be that good i think they'll win seven games seven games would be amazing for them if they won like three last year or something i mean they had the number one pick two years in a row i'm pretty sure um, no, that no, they didn't have the number one pick because they won the last game of the season and they lost the number one pick. But they were going to have the number one pick. But then the Texans, the next team on this list, have the number one pick because Brandon Cooks is their best receiver. I think he's better suited as a number two. They have some guy named Pierce that's supposed to be good at running back. Um davis mills everyone's high on davis mills it's just this team is devoid of a lot of talent i'm not going to take a lot of time covering these bottom feeder teams i think houston uh, among some other teams now they could surprise and win like five six games i just looked at their schedule houston might have the number one or two pick again but they get to see what they have in davis mills and if they like it they keep him. if not next year's quarterback uh draft is supposed to be a lot better than this year's so we we shall see um The AFC West, listen, I... I have no idea. I've picked this division eight different ways. So I'm just going to go with my picks. You can hate them. You can call me crazy. I don't care. I wouldn't be. Listen, if it was possible, and I don't know if it's mathematically possible for all four of these teams to make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. I have Kansas City number one. They have the best quarterback in the division. I don't care what you say. He's the best quarterback in the division. He had a rocky year last year, but minus a bad half against Cincinnati. Like, you do. Like everyone just forgets the Buffalo game. Like, Patrick Mahomes is amazing, and honestly, I think the loss of Tyreek Hill is going to make him a better quarterback. I think he's going to spread the ball around more. This isn't breaking news. People have said it, but I agree with it. They added Juju Smith-Schuster. They added Marquez valdez Scantling, They still have uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They still have McKinnon. They They have a lot of things going on for them. They still have Andy Reid. The defense got better at the end of last year, and it seemed to be they fixed their offensive line so i just think until someone dethrones kansas city i'm not counting them out i think patrick mahomes has a chip on his shoulder i think he's gonna ball out of control this year and i think kansas city is gonna make a lot of people look dumb and this is not because i kind of like nick Wright. my second pick's gonna make a lot of people mad and i am not going to back down or care i made these picks I'm picking the Las Vegas Raiders. Listen, I'm picking them for a couple of reasons. You can say their defense isn't that good. They're going to score points. Derek Carr, great guy, underrated quarterback. And I think that with the addition of, now you have Devontae Adams. Now you have Hunter Renfro, who's already there. Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. If they keep this offense healthy, man, they're going to score points. And there's other receivers there. I just can't think off the top of my head. But they're going to be a team that is going to be reckoned with and they're not going to have to deal with the John Gruden madness now I don't know how good this coach and they have Josh McDaniels so now you have an actual good offensive coordinator um and not just some guy that you know did a QB show on a bus that you know John Gruden minus the one year he won the Super Bowl when he got to play his old team and he had like one of the best defenses of all time and Keyshawn Johnson on the roster and Mike, I just, I'm, I was, I just never was sold on Gruden. I think stability means something. I had no idea what to do with three and four. So I just picked on a whim. I picked the Chargers to finish third. Justin Herbert. Listen, Justin Herbert on a bunch of these shows, like, and by these shows, I mean, like, people I follow on Twitter. Like, y'all really be slandering Justin Herbert. And I get it. Like, he hasn't made the playoffs, but his coach is a maniac who, Is all analytics. And listen, we're going to get to Brandon Staley in another segment of the show. Like, I'm coming, Brandon Staley. Like, you just stay right there, and I'm going to come talk to you here in a minute, along with some of these other head coaches. All right. So, the Chargers are loaded. Austin Eckler, boom, dual threat at the running back position. Mike Williams, the number two receiver. Then you have uh, Keenan Allen, you, Derwin James. I mean, they have. The ESPN Top 100, I think they had seven or eight players on that list. Now, would I be surprised if they finished last in the division? No, because I don't... Like, I don't... It's one of those things that um, this almost seems to be... So, I used to say this about the Razorbacks until they got the new athletic director, Hunter Juracek. Shout out to him that... The, the culture of Arkansas was just blowing things, right? Like, you would get a big lead, they'd blow it, they'd find ways to lose. Like, it was just heartbreak after heartbreak, and that seemed to happen in every sport, except for when Nolan Richardson went to two national championships and won one of them. I feel that way about the Chargers. Like, how many years in the Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates, LaDainian, Thomason era did we see the Chargers just be so talented and then just implode? I mean, how many times did we just see them – like underachieve they fired Martin, marty schottenheimer after going 14 and 2 i mean and, and i know that had something to do with the front office and all that so the chargers on paper have just always had talent and they've never done anything with it they went to that one super bowl and got swacked by the 49ers in 94 or 95 one of them years um i think it was a 94 season the 95 super bowl right yeah so um, and then last, I guess I have the Denver Broncos, even though they added Russell Wilson. Listen, everyone's talking about, oh, he has all these weapons. Dude had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Like, it's not like he didn't have receivers. Now, he has a new head coach and Hackett that's probably going to let him cook a little bit. But And this is just someone had to finish last in this division. The only team I don't think can finish last in this division is Kansas City. I think Kansas City is incapable of finishing last, but... The Raiders, the Chargers, or the Broncos, you can interchange any three of those, right? So I have Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Las Vegas, and the Chargers making the playoffs in the AFC. All right, now we're going to go to the NFC. Wow. Um, Oh, I still have plenty of time to have to go to work. Thank goodness I go to work at 2 o'clock instead of 1 o'clock on Mondays. All right, so in the NFC East... I struggled with this, and Cowboys fans are gonna hate me, but I have Philadelphia winning the division by default. I'm not a huge, I'm a, I'm a Jalen Hurts the person fan, but I just, I never thought of him like from the time I saw him in Alabama, and I don't trust these guys that go to Oklahoma, and like I, that system is designed for you to succeed under Lincoln Riley, it really is. I know that they had the Heisman's and Jalen Hurts like was really good there, and. Uh, Baker Mayfield was really good there, and Kyler Murray was really good there. And I know Kyler just got a big contract, but like, let's just wait and see. All the all, all those guys were undersized, including Jalen Hurts. Like, they're all shorter quarterbacks. And then the college game is so much more spread out. Like, the stats can deceive you. You're not saying these guys weren't good college quarterbacks. It's just things tighten up a little bit in the NFL. You got to throw in the windows, but they added AJ Brown. They still have. I, I hate doing this podcast without doing great research, but Philadelphia loaded up. They have Boston at running back. They have Dallas Godert. They have, oh, Devontae Smith at wide receiver. So I've, And they still have Fletcher Cox on the defensive end. I'm pretty sure they – I just think talent-wise, I have no idea what their coaches Like, I don't know if Serrani's good. I don't know if he's bad. I don't know what – I know they made the playoffs last year. But we'll get – let's go to the Cowboys because that's why I picked Philadelphia. All right, so C.D. Lamb's questionable for week one. Um, James Washington, who was like the fourth best receiver in Pittsburgh, he got hurt. You got re- you let Cedric Wilson go. You let Amari Cooper go. Michael Gallup's injured for the foreseeable future. And there's injuries all over the offensive line. And the biggest thing that we've always said about Dak Prescott is can he carry the team? So it's not because of Dak Prescott that I'm picking them second. I think Dak Prescott is by far the best quarterback in this division. I don't think it's really that close. But I just don't think he has enough. And then on top of that, when well, you have a head coach that no one thinks is a good coach, Like, does anybody like think that Mike McCarthy is a great head coach? Maybe he's not terrible, but his um, game management and game decision-making at the end of games has always been questioned. He's never adapted to the new offense in the NFL. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has done way better without him so that's where i have that all right washington third i don't care about them i like ron rivera but carson wentz taylor heineke whatever third quarterback they have it's just like bro like i don't care antonio gibson scary terry at receiver like this team should be really like this team has potential but i'm just ever since carson wentz had that mvp season he's never and got hurt he's never been the same and the dude just makes dumb plays I just – this feels like a third-place team, which leads us to the Giants in fourth place. Daniel Jones is not all that. They have Kenny Galladay, but he's always hurt. Uh, they have Tony at receiver, Saquon Barkley. Like, we're still waiting for him to show up. This team is just a weird team that I just – and now that they have Dayball at head coach, and I think he's going to be a good head coach, but I think you're going to have to overhaul parts of this roster. I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer unless you just – put him with elite talent and i don't think they have elite talent sterling Shepard is the guy i was thinking of who i thought was going to be really good coming out of oklahoma but he's also hurt all the time and he's kind of an average nfl receiver let's go to the north i'm picking the minnesota vikings just for the fact that they have adam thielen justin jefferson Dalvin cook and Kirk cousins that thinks that thing works you don't have a coach that hates his guts the defense hopefully gets better because they weren't very good last year minnesota lost so many close games last year it's another one where i'm kind of picking them by default because when we go to green bay as we will right now who i have finishing second but making the playoffs i did not have anyone but philly in the east making the playoffs green bay his number one receiver is Lazard and I don't want to question Aaron Rodgers but it's just it's just weird with him like and listen everyone can be different but this all with soccer whatever that stuff's called and then the vaccination stuff and then just the weird offseason Aaron Rodgers had like remember like the last offseason he was like it's gonna be my last year and then he signed a huge deal and they lost Devontae Adams and he knew they were gonna lose Devontae Adams and like I think that their coach, Lafleur. I think Matt Lafleur is a good coach. I just I want to see this thing now. Would I be surprised if Green Bay wins this division? Absolutely not. They still have Aaron Jones and Dylan in the backfield, but they I, I just don't know about their receiving core. I don't know like what's going on with that team. Um, Detroit is going to be interesting because their coach is a crazy person, and I'm here for it. And they've they've secretly got a whole bunch of talent. They have DeAndre Swift. They have DJ Chark now. They have Hawkinson at wide receiver. They have the the St. Brown guy who actually, like, I picked up late in the year in fantasy, and he, like, saved my season. Um, I don't remember which lead that was, but um, um, I, I can't remember his first name. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting name. So I think that Detroit will be interesting. A lot of people say they're a dark horse to make the playoffs. I'm not buying it because I don't buy Jared Goff without Sean McVay, but I think they will be better than they were last year. I, I really sincerely believe that this team will be okay but not great i think they're going to be interesting i think they're going to be in a lot of games and i just don't know how long this ah, ah," eat tigers from your head coach can last like it doesn't really sustain itself for long periods of time like rex ryan was this big boisterous personality he got bounced from a couple stops now he's a maniac on tv just saying whatever buffalo seems to be well much more well run without him um and in Chicago, listen, like they're going to get Justin Fields killed. I have no idea how good Justin Fields is because he's always running for his life. I like the Mooney guy at receiver. I kind of like David Montgomery. I just, they've never been a team that has drafted offense well. So I never know what to do with Chicago except to put them in last place. And so now let's go to the uh, NFC South. Listen, until someone dethrones th- th- Tom Brady, I- I- I'm not betting against him. It's a weird offseason. I'm not getting into his marriage and his personal life. That's none of my business. I don't care if it's not criminal and it's not something that needs to be talked about. Like, like if there's no issues that would keep him from playing, it's none of my business. I don't care about your marriage. I don't care about your family life. And- unless, like, it's just something that you make public, like Aaron Rodgers does. But even then, like, I really just care about Aaron Rodgers playing football. Like, I'm not really here for the... Um, Aaron Rodgers' personal life stuff—it's a factor, but Brady's gonna have man. He's gonna have Mike Evans. We're gonna have Chris Godwin. He comes back. Leonard Fournette. They're gonna have freaking—I know they added another running back. I, I, I can't remember who it was, but they added another running back. They're gonna have Julio Jones, and they—and then people are like, "Well, Julio's washed," and I'm like, "Yeah, he's their third best receiver." They still have Cameron Bright at tight end they added another tight end they're not going to have Gronk but the defense is They'll got Shaq Barrett like they're going to be okay like I think I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl but number two in the division I have New Orleans this is my sleeper pick they're going to the playoffs they're going to win a playoff game Michael Thomas is going to come back and hopefully well I have him in fantasy in one league so if he does good in that league he's going to scorch me in some other games and some other leagues but Michael Thomas hasn't played football in like almost two full years but he was so good. And if Jameis can just get him the ball, I think people are sleeping on Jameis Winston. Like people, because his yards per completion and yards per attempt last year were down, because I don't know if they just didn't trust him or they were limiting what they were doing. But they still have Alvin Kamara. And I just I think that New Orleans is going to surprise some people. I really do. Um, I think they still have Traquan Smith, uh, one of them really fast running backs. I didn't obviously scout their whole team. I just wanted to give y'all some NFL content, and then as the season goes, we'll get there. Carolina, Baker, Mayfield, eh. They're going to be probably 8-8, eight and 9-8, eight, and eight, but I think Baker is going to scorch Cleveland the first week. They have DJ Moore. They have Christian McCaffrey if he can stay healthy. Terrace Marshall was really good at LSU. And I just I don't know what his ceiling is, but he's always been a player I've liked. Robbie Anderson's still there. And then there's another receiver that I was looking at in fantasy that's like their fourth receiver, but now their backup running backs are kind of horrible. Like they have Chubba Hubbard, and then they have the the Hilliard guy that I think was with Tennessee last year. Um, neither one of them guys played very well and so they're kind of battling it out for that second that's that backup running back spot I don't want to spend a lot of time in Carolina they're not going to make the playoffs Atlanta just play Desmond Ritter um we know what Marcus Mariota is at this point he's a very solid quarterback but he's the knee injuries have kind of slowed him down and I just never saw him as a dynamic passer now he can throw the ball but I just I just listen I'm not I like Marcus Mariota I just this team they have Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson but Um, Russell Gage is gone. Oh, Russell Gage, he went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay went and got everybody. I still don't remember the backup running back they got, but they got somebody that I I don't know why I can't think about. There was a running back that went to Tampa Bay because uh, Ronald Jones Jr. is now somewhere else. Um, And so... Atlanta is going to be pew. All right, the NFC West. I struggled with this one a little bit, but I picked the Rams, defending Super Bowl champion. If Matthew Stafford's elbow is fine, they're going to be fine. They added Allen Robinson to Cooper Cup. They got rid of Robert Woods. Fine, whatever. I think Allen Robinson's better than Robert Woods. Sue me. Um, Van Jefferson's exciting receiver. And then, who knows? Do they does OBJ come back? Um, Cam Akers is back from injury. Now you have Daryl Henderson Jr. as your backup running back. And you still have everything Aaron Donald. Everything you had on the defensive side is pretty much still there. And so I think that the Rams are there to the beat. Um, The second place team I have is San Francisco, which a lot of people are picking to win like 14 games this year. Listen, I don't know what to do with Trey Lance. I don't watch fake football, so I don't watch a lot of the preseason. But I, I have no idea what to do with them. They're They're so loaded. With Bosa on defense, and then they still have Ayuk, and they still have Debo Samuel, and uh, Elijah Mitchell at running back. So like they, and they have Kyle Shanahan, which what has Kyle Shanahan ever done but lose big playoff games, Super Bowls, and big moments as both a coordinator and a head coach? So and I think he's a really really smart head coach, but this is the year that, and and the Jimmy G thing is really weird to me. Like they kept Jimmy G. On the roster, well, because they couldn't get any compensation for him instead of cutting him. And so, this whole lingering I know there's like, it's Trey's team. Let them be six and five and let the people start calling for Jimmy G and the players being like, hey, coach, we can win a Super Bowl because this team is super talented. But is Jimmy G just, is Jimmy G the new Alex Smith? Now, I think he has a better arm, but is Jimmy G the new Alex Smith? Is he the guy that can get you to the AFC Championship game and that's it? and then maybe something breaks and you go to the super bowl but when he had to make that throw against kansas city he did he didn't make it it's just facts it doesn't make him a terrible quarterback people are like so high and so low on jimmy g i had him on fantasy he's mid as the kids would say he's mid He he's average he has above average talent but i mean with those weapons we'll see arizona at third i do not trust their coach i don't trust that quarterback the crazy stories about the playbook um, reading the playbook being put in the contract you DeAndre Hawkins is suspended for the first six games AJ Green is only getting older like everybody else on earth despite what advanced physicists might tell you you're getting older um, and James Connor I just I think he's a really good running back but they lost Chase Edmonds I just I don't trust this team I never have um, and I think Kyler could put up great numbers and I'm not saying Kyler's not a great quarterback but he's small and he doesn't like to study film. Like, they put it in the contract for a reason. Now, was it, should they have put it in there? Maybe not, but they put it in there for a reason. They didn't just make this up and be like, oh, uh, we're going to just put this in the contract for its and giggles. Like, no, like, obviously the bro is, and I think he even said something to the effect. Like, and they're like, say play listen, all these kids play too many video games, every single one of them. Trust me, I work with them. My ex's kid, loves playing video games all day they can just boo all day long like ah your dog water like all the stuff they say that i think makes no sense they all play video games on sunday can he produce i just think and and, like if, if if arizona was in the east or in like i would have them second in the south i would have them i'd still have them third in the north and i might have them second I actually, if Arizona was in the NFC East, I'd have them win that division. But unfortunately, they're in the AFC West. Um, So my playoff teams were Philly, Minnesota, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, the Rams, San Francisco. And so my Super Bowl is going to be very dumb because it's... Listen, I wanted to put Buffalo versus the Rams, but I don't trust McDermott in the playoffs. I wanted to get Joey... uh, Oh, my gosh. Sorry, Joe Burrow back into the Super Bowl. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it with Indiana. I can't do it with Vegas, and I don't trust the Chargers coach. So, as deep as that is, I have Kansas City coming out of I, – I just think it's a revenge year for them, and I got Kansas City coming out of the uh, AFC. Man, I tried so hard to put San Francisco into the Super Bowl, but I don't trust either one of their quarterbacks. I don't trust their coach in big, big, big moments. So I have Kansas City versus the Rams, and unfortunately, I love you, Matt Stafford, but I have Patrick Mahomes winning his second Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl MVP, and people can stop talking about how Patrick Mahomes. Now, listen, I'm not saying this is it. I'm probably going to be wrong. It's probably going to be Buffalo, San Francisco because I made this pick because I always make wrong picks, but that's what I picked. Let's get the coaches on the hot seat. Yeah, we're going to do it because they make millions of dollars, and they're like, well, what about their families? They will be fine yeah getting fired sucks but like i'm not crying for millionaires like you'll get a job somewhere making good money like unless you just do something really dumb john gruden who i still think will get a job making a lot of money somewhere maybe not as a head coach all right uh mike mccarthy listen if they don't make the playoffs jerry jones is gonna fire him period end of discussion i think if they don't i I don't i I'll, i'll put it to you this way if they don't make make it to the nfc championship game i think he's fired like just bad decision making and it might and this year it's not his fault this year they shouldn't they're not a Super Bowl team I don't think they're not a Super Bowl team they don't have the receivers Ezekiel Ellis year older they they should give it to Pollard more but are they like I have to see this right Matt Rule if they have if, if they go six and eleven they're firing Matt Rule like they're gonna be like oh college coach didn't work impatient owner and we'll get somebody else in here um and also may not be his fault because that roster is really not that great i mean people love dj more but robbie anderson's kind of mid as the kids would say and Terrace marshall hasn't really proven anything at this level and christian mccaffrey stays getting hurt um so but yeah rules on the hot seat listen if the chargers don't make the playoffs for a third year in a row you might have to fire brandon staley like if Justin Herbert comes out here and throws for 4,500 yards or 5,000 yards and like 30-plus touchdowns with minimal picks and has a QBR of like 75 and they're not in the playoffs, they're going to be like, it ain't his fault. Like, it ain't the offense's fault. Like, it's going to be a case-by-case scenario. And I'm saying that coach and the Dallas coach for a reason. You probably know where I'm going with this, but I'm going to save that for a little bit. All right, who else do I have on a slip? Cliff Kingsbury. I think if they miss the playoffs, he gets fired. There's no evidence he's a good head coach. There's no evidence he's a terrible head coach. Like, he's an offense. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury is an offensive coordinator. I feel like that's what he is. I don't feel like, but I could be wrong. Like, he got a baller crib. But, and he's also in the second toughest division in the NFL. So, is it fair? Is it not fair? I don't know. But I know that if Arizona doesn't make the playoffs, I think their changes will be made dan campbell only gets fired if they have a like if they go two and 15 or three and 14 or something like that i think they'd be like all right dude like the gimmick's up it doesn't work if they're if if they're if they win seven to nine games i think he keeps his job ron rivera has so much respect around this league it's one of those like his team just ain't that good bro and so i don't want any of these coaches to lose their jobs like i don't wish for that but i'm just naming scenarios Frank Reich in Indiana, in Indianapolis. Um, what happens if they collapse again? Like, and I mean, because here, he, he, here's what's happened: Andrew Luck retired, and then you had Jacoby Brissett, and then you had Philip Rivers, and then you had Carson Wentz, and now you have Matt Ryan so are you gonna put it on frank Reich that you're not like getting this guy an actually long-term answer at quarterback because you keep just getting guys like i know it sucked that andrew retired in the middle of a preseason game and nobody was expecting it but i just you got to do something so and i don't think it's frank reich's fault but i mean he went to bat hard for carson wentz and ursa is like get him out of here so anyways mike vrabel in tennessee now should he be on the hot seat heck no i think he's a great coach doing more with less and i hope they don't fire him like this would be one that would shock me because like what what, the issue is your quarterback in my opinion the issue is ryan Tannehill. like i think that if tennessee starts off rough you bench him see what you have in malik willis because it's not like you're going to be like oh we have to have ryan Tannehill in 2023 no like you just if it's not malik willis you go draft another guy right like unfortunately like that sucks you just draft a guy draft a guy but Something about me says that Malik Willis will be okay at worst. Um, Pete Carroll, he's really old, and that team sucks. And is Pete really here for a rebuild? Does he retire? Does he refuse to retire? And they're like, look, bro, we got to get a younger guy in here. No offense. like, Which I guess you really can't say that nowadays because that's age discrimination, right? But, And it might be something they word like we're looking for a coach that's committed to the to the whole process and to the future of our organization, you can word things so you don't get sued, right? Because I'm not against old people. Like Nick Saban's old, and that dude got can still coach, right? I I don't know about Belichick. Belichick's another one that's on the hot seat. Those two coaches that played in that Super Bowl a long time ago, when Russell Wilson threw the pick in the end zone. Um, what what is Bill doing, like? How long is Robert Kraft going to be like, look, dude, like just go hire an offensive and defensive coordinator and then let someone else draft the players? Like their drafts have been awful. Like Nikhil Harry was a disaster. I just, these, some of these coaches are just, I think they're too, and, and listen, they're way smarter than me, right? So McCarthy, Rule, Staley, Kingsbury, Rivera vrabel campbell carroll and reich so those are the coaches i named that i think are on the hot seat none of the rookie coaches i think every rookie coach unless you just go zero and 17 and prove that you are just way in over your head i think you get a second year at least and really i think you should get three unless you're just a disaster here's my conspiracy theory who's out there waiting to coach that's really good offensively pete nope nope not pete carroll that's dumb i, I don't mean to say pete carroll sean payton Now, everyone's like, oh, he's going to go to Dallas. Well, you got Dallas. What if the Chargers fire their coach? L.A., Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams. Look at that offense. Arizona, nice weather. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown, A.J. Green. It could be something to think about. Like, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying look at the options that could be out there. I don't think he'd go to Tennessee unless he just really likes music festivals and country music, which I don't know anything about Sean Payton, so, like, personal-wise. So I think that's interesting. All right, we're going to wrap the show up with some NBA stuff. KD stayed. Long time. I know you've already heard it all. This was really the only option. The only option because every other team... Brooklyn was going to ask, especially after that stupid-ass, excuse my French, Minnesota trade for Rudy Gobert, might be one of the dumbest trades I've ever seen in NBA history. Like, And I'm not saying Rudy Gobert's trash, but I'm saying he ain't worth no five picks. Now, if you ain't worried about them picks, now if you're in Minnesota, I'm like, hey, man, like you got Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, and now Gobert, I might want to still draft a couple more guys. I don't think you're just set, especially in the West. But KD staying in Brooklyn after he asked if the GM be fired and the coach be fired, and I don't know what his situation with Kyrie is, but they're running it back. And it looks like Kyrie's going to be there too, but are they going to offer him a deal at the end of the season? Probably not because he's super unreliable and he says crazy stuff. I don't know. So it's one of those things to where KD, and there's been so much KD slander, I, I threw this in there too, where a lot of people are just saying, oh, KD this, KD that, KD's not built like the other superstars. KD's an abject failure. Okay, he's not built like the other superstars. He's not an abject failure. He's got an MVP, two finals MVPs. Even if even if you take out the Golden State years, right, where he went to, what, three finals and they won two of them and he got hurt and he probably would have won a third one. Um, He still has an MVP. He still took the Oklahoma City Thunder to the finals, and he's still one of the greatest players. He just wouldn't have a ring, right? And we don't know. Like, what if he had stayed in Oklahoma? Like, we could do the whole, what if he'd stayed in Oklahoma City? What if he'd have went somewhere else? What if he didn't join that team? At the end of the day, like, I don't like the word failure because he didn't fail. Like, first off, Y'all were the ones that were saying this dude was going to be too skinny to play in the NBA, and now it's like, oh, well, he can't take Brooklyn to the championship, and he's a failure. How's he a failure? Y'all said he wasn't going to be any good. He overshot all the expectations. He became probably the most versatile, greatest scorer the NBA has ever seen. With a dude to that size that's money from mid-range, he can hit a three, he can drive to the hoop, he's got a handle, and y'all are just yeah like now am i the biggest kd guy no now does this take him if he if he doesn't win another championship like he ain't top 10 and i don't think he's as good as steph he'll be another one of those guys but he has championships and he played great on stacked teams but he still won those championships he still hit those shots in lebron's house both times so there's that donovan mitchell goes to my cleveland cavaliers Yes, sir. And I know that the camera's inverted, so it's gonna be backwards. I'm sorry, it's a phone camera. I don't design this stuff, but yeah. Let me go on and put on my championship hat real quick. Nah, we ain't finna do all that. Oh, by the way, for all the people who think I don't like Kyrie, that's a number that, that's a Kyrie signature and a number two. It looks like a five because once again, phone cameras are stupid. But yeah, so I don't hate Kyrie. Biggest shot in Cavs history. Donovan Mitchell goes to the Cavs for a bunch of picks, pick swaps, Lori Markinen the rookie out of Kansas and Colin Sexton. Let me break this down. We didn't offer Colin Sexton a contract. We wanted him gone. Not that he's a bad guy, but he's two ball dominant next to Darius Garland. Garland balled last year. So, okay. And Donovan Mitchell's way better. Um, Laurie Marketing, dude stays hurt. Hasn't really popped. Now, I wished he wasn't in the trade, but I'm okay with him being in the trade. My thing was, as long as Darius Garland and um Evan Mobley Jarrett Allen were not in the trade I didn't really care and I didn't really want Kevin Love in the trade just because I don't know what to do with Kevin Love I mean coming off the bench I mean great bench player at this point of his career um I guess he's now leader guy after rolling the ball out of bounds when, when the when he got mad that one time but this Cavs team's really exciting who won the trade I don't care That oh the Jazz won it they got all the draft picks we're good we just got Donovan Mitchell. Now you to build around Donovan. And, and Donovan Mitchell's 25. Darius Garland's like 20, 21. Um, Mobley's entering his second year. And Jared Allen's like 22 or 23. Like, And then you've got your veteran guys. You've got Kevin Love and Rajon Rondo and Ricky Rubio on the bench to be like leader guys. Like, to, to, to All those guys have been in the playoffs. And then uh, uh, Rondo and Kevin Love have championships. So like... And then you have Karis Levert, who everyone talks crap about Karis Lavert, but maybe if he's coming off the bench, you just give him the green light, like for the little five-minute stretch he's in the game. And then you now have the Isaac Okoro guy that you're just like, hey, like you're like the fifth option now, dude. Like go learn to shoot corner threes. I heard someone else say that. I stole it. I remember who said it, but yeah. So that's that. Um, NBA players be tripping, bro. Like when they talk about other NBA players, like when. Uh, Gilbert Arenas says that Giannis doesn't have any offensive skill and he doesn't know how to like play enough minutes. First off, that was a Mike Budenholzer thing. Second off, the guy played almost 40 minutes in the NBA Finals, scored 50, and if he gets a jump, like here's the thing about Giannis, if he does get a jump shot, like it's over. Like if he gets a 30, if he if he can get to where he's 38% from three and like 43% from the mid range, like just cancel the NBA like at that size like he is LeBron 2.0 at that point now does he have the killer mentality I think when you drop 50 in the NBA finals yeah just because he's a nice guy like he'd be out here punishing people so I ne- I don't understand like and then Andre Iguodala didn't he say that Rashid Wallace would have been what did he say he said something crazy he said he'd have been better than Giannis like dude stop Rashid was great Rashid ain't that he ain't Giannis bro like and Rashid would have been a great player in this era I think the problem with Rashid Wallace in this era is that he wouldn't they have a they have a technical foul limit bro he'd get that like a quarter through the season now maybe the refs wouldn't give him text for staring at him but you know a kicking him out of games for staring at him you know that kind of thing um Nick Wright brought up something on his podcast about An Uber option where you can hit a button to decide whether or not you want to talk to your Uber driver. That's like the most Gen Z millennial thing I've ever heard of in my life. Like, you can't just tell the dude, like, hey, man, I'm having a bad day. Or, hey, man, I don't really feel like talking. Like, you have to hit a button from the back seat, Like, before you get there, so your Uber driver, like, I'm sorry. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard it's we're being so technologically screwed in this country because what we're doing is we're taking people out of situations where they have to communicate we're just making it like like and i get the 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 pandemic and coronavirus and and contactless delivery but what happened to going down sitting at a like now it's going to be where like you can get on an app and never talk to your server you're going to kill that industry like part of that is the interaction. Have I had bad servers? Had I had annoying servers? Had I had servers that weren't around? Have I had servers that came around too much? Yes, but it's part of the experience. You you just go different places and you and I've had great service before like. So, I think that's ridiculous. Albert Pujols is about to hit 700 home runs if he can hit 5 more. Um cool. He's not going to hit the record. The second half of his career was really disappointing, but the first half was so amazing. But it is awesome to see him back in St. Louis hitting home runs against the Cubs. Hi, Kyle um, Parrish. Um, But yeah, it's cool to see that as far as we know, minus that one Jack Clark story where he accused A-Rod or uh, pool holes of using, that he's done this clean and he's having a little resurgence at the end of his career because he's such a great player. But man, if you just it's kind of like when griffey jr went to cincinnati and then pool holes went to the angels it just didn't work out not saying that if they would have stayed it would have worked out better but we just it's one of those great what ifs aaron judge to wrap up the show 53 home runs so what does this mean if he hits 62 well you have the one side it's like well barry holds the record it wasn't illegal he didn't fail any tests you got the people that'll say, "No, he's the true home run king. He beat Roger Maris's record." At the end of the day, it's good for baseball because we're talking about it. The Yankees have been horrible since the All Star break. Absolutely atrocious. It's like they made one trade in the, and then it just everything fell apart. Like I don't know what happened. I like Aaron Boone, but I understand his frustration. But to me, honestly, I see another Dodgers or Braves. Versus the Astros. I don't see anyone else coming out of the American League. I love my Guardians. Hate the name, but whatever. Um, I do think that no no one out of the Central is going to get it. I don't believe in Toronto. They fired their manager halfway through the season. Um, or, I think, earlier than that. And I don't believe in Tampa Bay. I just don't think they have enough. So, to me, the Astros are the... The Astros, as long as they don't... As long as Verlander comes back and he's healthy, the Astros should walk to the... Uh, world series the national league is weird because the cardinals are really good the dodgers are ridiculous this year which everyone predicted they would be they got off to a slowish start from like a all-time great wins perspective um and do not sleep on the braves and and also the mets are the mets with the grom and scherzer like they can, they can just throw three guys at you in a series, and it's like, well, uh, can we hit them? Because DeGrom has looked great since he came back. Scherzer's been here and there, but I don't count him out in the postseason. Uh, my old boy from – uh oh, um Carlos Carrasco. um I don't know if he's injured, but, like, he was pitching really well. I think he's on, like, the IL, but I think he'll come back. So you have Carrasco – And DeGrom and Scherzer, that could be three wins in a playoff series right there. And I don't remember who their fourth and fifth guys are because I don't follow baseball that much. I follow the standings every day because my team is annoyingly relevant. And here's what I mean by that. Listen, man, like, I don't want to just get to the playoffs and lose, but I don't want to suck either. But I, I hate being mediocre. Like, up five games in the division, up one in the division, and, and I know it's a pennant race and it should be exciting, but it's just like I don't think this team is good enough to win it all. Now, they're exciting and they're super young. So, I will give them that. The pitching was not very good this year. It got better at times. The bullpen was really good, then now it's not so good. If they can just bring this team back next year, maybe add one more piece, then maybe they can be a contender. But that's wishful thinking. Um, so, baseball is exciting because, you like, when Paul Goldschmidt and um, – nolan arenado both play for the cardinals and then of course the yankees have all that money the dodgers have a bunch of stars and the mets are exciting like it's good for baseball like both new york teams are good like is otani gonna leave the angels i don't know then you have and hey i want to give a shout out before we end the show shout out to the baltimore orioles them dudes were the laughing stock of the league buck showalter had to get up out of there who i really like who's now coaching the Mets and they are in playoff contention and maybe they shouldn't have traded those two guys at the trading deadline. But to be fair, at least Baltimore is back being respectable because people who don't follow baseball history and don't know, the Baltimore Orioles are a very interesting like, franchise. They had Frank Robinson and they had Brooks Robinson, they had Jim Palmer, McAnally, they had Rafael Palmeiro even though he used steroids, Cal Ripken Jr., um Roberto Alomar even though he spit in an umpire. Like you just can go back and look at um Eddie Murray after he left Cleveland, um great player for them. Like just go look at the history of the Baltimore Orioles and it is good. Um, Manny Machado was just there recently. I mean, they have had players and that is Dude, it's the Baltimore Orioles, the color scheme and everything. So, shout out to the Orioles for not sucking this year. Um, And shout out to my Pittsburgh Pirates, who I used to be a Pirates fan. The hat never fit. I grew up in Pittsburgh, and then y'all sold off my franchise and never tried to win until, like, 2013. So, I jumped off that ship. I still like the hat. To all my people in Pittsburgh, I feel your pain. But... I couldn't do it anymore as a child. And I tried to come back, but I'm a Cleveland fan. I lived in both places, watched the podcast down there. I think it's called Return of the Outlaw or something like that. It tells my whole sports story. Um, and just so good measures since I haven't put this one on yet. We'll put on the Jordan hat. Yep, I hate Michael Jordan. I just spent $20 on this hat in Africa, in the Navy, in the next, the Navy exchange you know, had Jordan shorts and everything, but you know, I, I hate Michael Jordan. No, I don't. Anyways, this has been another episode of Dads in Time Out. I am your host, Jesse Williams, aka J. Will, and thank you for listening, and I will check you guys later.